Hi guys, Esther Kesemira here and welcome, welcome to another one of my episodes. I hope you guys are feeling safe and well and you are managing to still go out, exercise, work on your business. If you've been followed, spend time with your family and just enjoy what you have and not focus on what you can't change because we are going through a lockdown and it's easy to just focus on what you can't do or what you don't have you know if you've been followed use this time to find yourself to read to exercise make nice meals think of doing something else what have you always wanted to do do you have a hobby do you have something you've always thought about or something you've done on weekends is there a way you can start to give back to create something that people can enjoy so there's so many things you can do and one of the ways of finding those things is focusing on the things you can change focusing on the now taking advantage of the fact that you wake up every morning and realize that life is a gift you're filled with gratitude because of what you have, what's around you. You're healthy, your family are healthy, you know. You get all the support from friends and family. All these things we take for granted are things we should be grateful for. I've always said it's amazing that I can just, my son can ask me a question and all we do is ask Siri, you know. Everything is in our pockets, you know. We read books that we never wrote. They are all out there. There is a lot of information out there. And we should be grateful for that. We don't go out to libraries trying to look for books. Just go online and you can even download free books. How amazing is that? So you have a lot of things to do, a lot of knowledge, a lot of things to be grateful for. So yes, we are experiencing a lockdown. But we just need to realize that the government is trying to keep us safe. And if you're healthy you might as well take advantage of this time and just be quiet for a, for a minute and just think about your life. Think about where you want to go. There's some things that are right in front of you, but you don't see them because of the busy world we live in, the busy things you've been doing, say, for the past 10 years. And there's so many things that you can just think about and change. And it can be a turning point. It can be a turning point in your life where you can realize that actually what I've been doing is not what I really wanted to do, you know. But it was so easy for me to get caught up in it because maybe it was a job that was paying me really well, but it was not what my passion was. And I think I know what my passion is, and I can use this time to actually go out there and find what it is and do it and see, if, can I make a business from it? Can I work doing it with somebody else in a job you know whatever it is so you can go out there and find it and now is the time to that's why you find that after a recession or after something like a lockdown which we've never which I've never experienced before you find that people come out on the other side and they're different because of the time they've spent and they've realized that actually this is not what I really wanted to do anyway you know so we have to realize that life is a gift. We have to realize that things happen for a reason. 
And when they happen for a reason, look at what's in front of you. And use that. Look at what you can change and focus on that. And ask yourself, why is this happening? Why is this happening now? And how can I use it? You know, look for clues. The clues are right in front of you. And use them. And then send me an email and tell me about them. You know, over the weekend, I was thinking about this call I got from a lovely lady who runs a charity. And she was saying to me, because every year I have a basket brigade. So we go out there and give hampers to, to families that are going to go without. You know, it's something that I picked up from Tony Robbins and I work with his foundation to give out hampers over the Christmas period because the families that don't really have meals that they have over Christmas, like a turkey and all the trimmings and everything. So we get like household items, we get food, we put them in baskets, we make them gifts and we take them to these families and they also get to enjoy a lovely Christmas. But this time round, because we were in a lockdown and my mind was just so focused on, you know, I don't think I can do it because I can't go out there, you know, it's, 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 it's a lockdown. So I can't really work with anyone, you know, to do it. And I get this call from this lady and it actually opens my mind because she says to me, are you doing the hampers? Because I really want to work with you. I have the people, we have the hampers, we want to go out there and serve people. And, and, and that's when it occurred to me that actually I was focusing on the wrong thing. You know, instead of focusing on the lockdown, I should have been focusing on in December, the lockdown will have disappeared. And if I keep safe, if I wear all the protective gear that we're supposed to wear, I can actually work with these people and we can still do it. You know, we can find a way of doing it. And that's when I realized, oh my gosh, I was focusing on the wrong thing. And I sort of got this light bulb moment and I called her back and said, because I'd spoken to her earlier and said, oh no, I don't think we can do it because of the lockdown. And I said, no, actually we can because there's still people who will need hampers. There's still people who are going to go without, with or without a lockdown. Life has to continue. We just have to find a different way of doing things and not just focus on, oh no, we can't based on what you know and i'm thinking we can find a way so that's how we should live our lives we should live our lives in a way that we maximize we find every way we can to still do the things that we want to do if your business has closed down and you're a restaurant how are you still going to serve your customers by deliveries you create a food delivery business instead of following your employees you get them to drive and make these deliveries and still serve your customers so at times it's so easy to get caught up in what's going on at the moment that you freeze and not think about the different ways of doing things so i thank i thanked that lady for ringing me she's called esther as well for ringing me and actually saying to me that there should be a way we can do this because when I told her we couldn't and I hung up, after I hung up is when I realized actually I could. And I called her back and I was like, no, we can do it. It's on. 
we're going to do it. We're going to give these families a decent Christmas. So that's what that's what we should be doing, guys, because the feeling was really good. The feeling that actually we can still do it was so fulfilling. It was so nice to feel that because before that I was feeling down. I was feeling, oh my gosh, you know, we're going to go through a Christmas and not even be able to share it with people that 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 have kids that are not going to have turkey. That is a big one, you know. You want everyone to have turkey. You want everyone to enjoy themselves. So I'm happy. I'm so, so happy that we're still going to be able to do it. That's amazing. Amazing. So that's the feeling you'll get when you find alternatives to doing the things you want to do despite a lockdown. You know, you're keeping safe and you're still doing it. So that's what I hope you guys can start to do, you know. Think of something you want to do and don't just focus on what what is blocking you. Because there will always be things that block you if you think about it. You'll always have competitors. You'll always have people who don't like you. You'll always have all sorts of things being thrown at you. But then how do you defy the odds and still do it? So that's the challenge right there. And that's what will that's what will strengthen you. That's what will bring you out on the other side and you'll be a fighter, you know. When you realize that you're bigger than any problem that's thrown at you. So that was what happened over the weekend and I really loved it. I really loved the fact that I got that light bulb moment. And I really loved the fact that that lady rang me. I was so grateful to her. So, so grateful to her. And I'm going to be working with her over the Christmas period, delivering hampers to families. It's going to be amazing, you know. There's nothing like giving. I believe very, very strongly the secret to living is giving. Once you give, there's something within you that's so beautiful that you feel, you know, it's so fulfilling. So that, my friends, really made my weekend. You you have no idea. It really, really made my weekend. So I jumped on it and I was going and you know, seeing how to create this lovely Facebook page to tell everyone about what's happening, you know. So, South East London Basket Brigade is coming, guys, and it will be work, it will be going over the Christmas period, December 2020, we'll be going out there, we'll be giving hampers, we'll be wishing people a Merry Christmas, and we'll make the most of it. But anyway, back to what I've been, back to the actual reason why I'm having this episode. This episode today, we're talking about sales invoices. But then I veered off. Really sorry, guys. But we're talking about sales invoices. The most important document in your business. I believe that very strongly. Yes, you'll have compliance. You know, you'll have all these documents that you set up, maybe a license. If you have a food and drink, um, you, you'll have insurance, you'll have all these things going on. That's all compliance. But the most important document you can have in your business is an invoice, a sales invoice that you send out to a customer to give you money. That is so, so important because without that money, you won't be able to run that business. That's how important it is. So the thing you can do, if there's anything you can do for your business, is to get this document right. And that's why we've been talking about it for the past episodes. So, 
how do we get it right you know what detail goes on an invoice what's the etiquette of raising an invoice what is an invoice anyway so that's what we've been talking about you've done all the work you've set an agreement with the customer saying okay i'll invoice you instead of you paying me for the job straight away and then what you know so you've gone out there you've done the work you've gone back to your office you have to raise that invoice you have to so when you raise it what do you put on it you know it's all well and good raising an invoice but how are you going to get that money into your business so that's the most important thing and we talked about in detail what things to have on a, on an invoice so we talked about your logo nice and pretty beautiful logo preferably top right corner actually you can push it in any corner at the top you can even push it at the bottom but as long as it's there and it's beautiful you know nice small logo it doesn't have to be so big but nice small logo so they can know where who the, who has sent the invoice and then you'll have an invoice title so they can know what the invoice is so we spoke about different kinds of titles so you have like a sales invoice you have like a tax invoice you have like a performer invoice you have a commercial invoice so there's so many types of invoices what invoice is this that you're sending out then we spoke about the invoice numbers and different ways you can have invoice numbers you can have invoice numbers for customers that mm, you can say okay so the customers that start with s I'll have S001, S002. Then if the customer gets in touch with you, you know in your filing system it's under S. You know? So it can be anything. You can just start 001, 002, 003, and then you find it that way. So it, it, it's, it's just that every invoice has to have a different invoice number. That's the, that's the thing. And then we, stock, we spoke about credit notes. So a customer calls you and says, actually, the goods you sent me were damaged and you're thinking oh my gosh you have to cancel that invoice you can't just say oh okay so I'll resend I'll resend the goods then you send more goods and send another invoice without canceling the other one and how confusing is that for the customer and for you as well in your books because what will happen is you'll be thinking actually does this customer owe me for two invoices or one but if you actually cancel the first invoice of the damaged goods by sending them a credit note, that credit note cancels that invoice because you're putting that credit note in your books as well. So it cancels the invoice. So the customer's account is back to nil, to zero. And then you're sending them another invoice with the new goods. So you know that they only owe you for that. So the embarrassment of having to contact a customer and say, you owe me this much and they say actually no the other goods were destroyed and blah 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 and now you're sending me and this is the email that you said you are going to cancel the other invoice and do this one all that is gone you know because it can be really really it can actually damage the relationship you have with your customer so you have to be careful with things like that so having to cancel an invoice and creating a credit note is so 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 important very easy to do with software with with, with online invoicing extremely easy if you're using word document google docs and everything then you have to make sure you create it don't forget to do that because you can get so sucked into sending the new invoice you completely forget about the old one you have to show the customer that boom there's your credit note invoice has been cancelled 
in my books, so cancel it in your books as well. So the customer will use that credit note, cancel that first invoice you sent, and then wait for the new invoice that they have to pay. So that, my friends, is a very, very important part of invoicing, which so many clients I've seen completely forget, you know, and it creates a lot of chaos. Then the invoice date. Invoice date is important as well. Hard to believe, but it is. So you've done work. You did plumbing on the 25th of July. You went to a customer, did plumbing. You invoiced them at the end of the month. So when do you have the invoice date? So the invoice date has to be on the day you did the work. Number one, it will help the customer to remember. Because now if you've dated it 25th of July, the customer will look at it and say, ah, I think I remember when this guy came in, you know. So if you've invoiced them, say, in September, and you're using the September date, now you've completely thrown them. They're thinking, in September we didn't see anything happen, so why is it that you're invoicing us in September? But if you send an invoice in September and date it 25th of July, plumbing, done, at midday, they'll think, ah, okay, yeah, I think this invoice is in July, you know? So that helps as well. So those are the major, major things, guys, you have to have on your sales invoices. Because if you don't, it creates delays in receiving payment because the customer is confused. There's a lot they're doing. They're not sitting there monitoring all the things that you're helping them with their business. They also have different other things they're doing. So the invoice has to have all this information to help them to pay you. Another thing, purchase order. So many businesses use purchase orders. Purchase orders are amazing because then you know that you have completely done what you've done and there's a budget allocated to that work, so you're definitely going to get paid. But the most important thing is ring the customer, get the purchase order. So even when you're placing the, when they're calling you to do the service or business or goods or whatever, you need to ask them, do you use purchase orders? And if they say yes, make sure you get that number and make sure you put that number on your invoice because that's what's going to prompt the payment. So a purchase order, my friends, from your customer is one of the most important numbers you can ever get from them if you want to get paid because they use them to allocate budgets to certain departments. So once you have that, they'll know which budget it is and they'll just quickly and easily send you payment. So what else do you need? You need the name and address of the customer. So two things have to happen on an invoice. Then your name and address, so they know who you are and where you're from, and the name and address of your customer. So these things matter even for tax purposes. If you're VAT registered and you've done business with a customer in Cyprus, and then you're sending them an invoice and charging them VAT, then you, you know, HMRC will want to know about that. So you have to make sure that you know the name and address of the business you're doing business with. So people think that's obvious. No, it's not. Some businesses have a legal name and a trading name. So you have to know which name you're invoicing. And the name you're invoicing has to be the legal name. 
because those are the people who are legally obliged to pay you. So if you address it to the trading name, you can have some serious problems, especially if you're trying to find payment. So you have to know which name you're, you're, you're putting on your invoice. And you have to know which department. A lot of businesses, if you're dealing with a large business, they have an accounting department. So you have to know who to send the invoice to. So you have to make sure the customer has told you who is responsible for paying you. And that's the person you have to address the invoice to. And not necessarily the person who actually called you about the work. You know, Because the person who called you about the work might be in the marketing department. But the accounts are the people who pay you. If it's a one-man band, it's so easy. You just put the name of the, of, of, of the business owner and, and, and that's it. But if it's a, a slightly bigger business, then you have to be careful. And this is when we spoke about you having your own email address. So that email address can be accounts at the name of your business. And it's a separate email address. It helps you... You know, send the invoices out, chess payment as a separate thing as compared to you having to do it using your email address to the customer, you know, because it can then start to create different kind of conversations. So we spoke about that as well. So there are different things that go on an invoice and I'm going to go over this because I want you to understand them and to be clear with them and to use them so that you're not sitting there and wondering why your invoice has not get, got paid, you know. And even just understanding the etiquette of raising an invoice, kind of like the things to do to raise an invoice. So this can be like before you raise an invoice, you know. Is the customer expecting this invoice or are you just going to use the element of surprise? And they're looking at an invoice and thinking, where has this come from? So you have to have an agreement with them. They have to be expecting your invoice, you know, so that it, does, it hasn't come out of the blue, you know, and they don't know what to do with it. Because then that's when they'll, they'll, they'll not pay it. They'll start to think, ah, oh, we'll, we'll have to think about this one. We're not expecting it, so we'll have to think about it. So it's so, so important during the work to tell them, you say, I'm going to invoice you at the end of the month. Put it in an email. So they know to expect your invoice. Because it can even be annoying, you know. It really can. So explain, explain, explain when you'll be invoicing before you start doing business with a customer. And if you don't have an agreement in place, at least tell them when an invoice is about to be raised so they know that, yes, this invoice is going to be raised on this day. So things like that will... They, they will cement your relationship with a customer. They'll know what's happening. They'll, they'll know how to, to deal with you and pay you. And you'll be able to do business beautifully in that way. So guys, I gotta go. Because I like doing these things for 20 seconds, for 20 minutes, sorry. And then I'm done. Because I don't like, you know, going on and on and on for, 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 for a whole hour. Um, so... I gotta stop now but I will be continuing tomorrow because I want to then move on to different parts of invoicing how to send payment how to get payment things like that so I will be speaking to you very very soon but for now take care bye now <music>